Welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you look inward. I am so excited to share this guest story with you this week because she is doing amazing work and her name is definitely going to be one to remember in the future. So this week's guest is Anjali Chada, who is the founder of an organization called Empowered, which is working to support women of color in learning technology skills and help real businesses while they're at it. Anjali is really interested in STEM and how we can get more girls and women involved in the field. So, without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Anjali Chada. Um, yeah, so my name is Anjali, and I just finished my second year at MIT. I'm studying bioengineering and um, a minor in literature, which is really exciting but I have been working on my nonprofit organization empowered for the last, I guess, six years now, which is, which is really crazy to think about. Um, empowered has really evolved over its existence, um, but by and large, like my mission and, and our focus has kind of been to really uplift and bring together young women of color through kind of the world and the lens of technology and through kind of helping them bring technology to their own communities in different ways. So that's that's what Empowered has kind of uh, generally done over the last several years now. And we're kind of in a, what I would call like a vision shift right now. We're like redirecting what exactly we want to do and rethinking where we want to go from here. And and other than, than these things, like I'm, I'm really passionate about social justice in general and about advocacy and about the arts, like my, my day job or, or what I spend most of my time on is synthetic biology research. But aside from like the world of STEM, I'm passionate about a ton of other things. And I think like a lot of these elements are really important for positive communities. So I try to work on um, all kinds of different things when I have the time to. Yeah, I hope that's like a good enough intro. That's perfect, and I'm so excited to learn more about Empowered and all of the work you're doing with your nonprofit. Um, I would love for you to tell me about the challenges you've had or the experiences you've faced that led you to want to create Empowered and start doing this work. Can you tell me some about that? Yeah, so like I said, I kind of started thinking about it, and uh, I really put the idea of Empowered into motion in my freshman year of uh, high school. So. they were really like young informative experiences, I would say that led to me becoming passionate about this topic. And when I was in middle school, essentially, I went to a school wherein there was a strong disparity, there was like a really significant gap uh, between the resources that were allocated and the teaching and kind of just the positive encouragement that existed for students of color versus like pretty affluent white and Asian kids like myself and in kind of being in the bucket or in the branch of people that was really supported by the school, you know, I then was placed in advanced classes and all that kind of stuff and got to the point where I could be 
a tutor. And as I kind of started doing that and working with kids who were part of what I would call like the other world of the school, I just started to see so many significant differences in like the educational experiences under one building. And I thought that was really problematic. And I thought that was, you know, definitely something that at such a young age could be very damaging or very detrimental to like the intellectual development and like the academic achievement that those students would be able to reach by no fault of their own, but, you know, because of the environment that they were kind of placed in, especially when you have this kind of comparison or contrast between two groups, like that becomes so much more striking, right? And so I really started to see that in in people my own age, in my own peer group. And it really bothered me because I didn't know what was so different about me that I did get to be uh, put into higher classes and, and or advanced classes and, and, you know, had more opportunities to do things outside of school. So that was kind of the point at which I started talking to my parents and I told them, you know, what I was kind of seeing and thinking about. And they really encouraged me. They really supported me in trying to make a change. And, you know, they said that recognizing problems is, is great, but taking on the initiative to maybe try and make a dent in those problems is like what really matters and what really makes someone a change maker. And I was way too young to really understand all of that and what it meant, but just kind of getting that encouragement at home um, was, I think, critical. So uh, I fully recognize that like without them having been there, I don't know if I ever would have actually taken the steps to create Empowered when I did, but I'm really glad that I did because I could spend all my years of high school then like really thinking about what it means to be a good peer and what it means to like help people that I see so much potential in, but who are not getting resources from like their own school environments, basically. Yeah, that all makes a lot of sense. And I think it's so great that you came to those realizations pretty early on so you could start helping people. Um, I would love for you to tell me about the process to create Empowered and tell me some about how it's run, what you've been working on. Give me the whole scoop because I think it's a really valuable and it's a really unique mission. Yeah, absolutely. So for the last five years up till this year, what we have done is each summer we run like a seven or eight week training program. And we spend the school year like recruiting girls and selecting girls like from, so, so all of this is based out of Louisville, my hometown. And I think one of the biggest points of reimagination right now is that we do want to expand out of Louisville, but I'll get to that in in a moment. So up to this point, you know, uh, the, the public school system in Louisville is like the fifth biggest in the country. It's huge. There are several disparities. And so we really target the schools that we know are like pretty underprivileged and, and really have girls who could really benefit from, from more exposure. And so uh, we spent uh, you know, a bulk of the year kind of making sure that we have girls who are interested and uh, raising money and, and all of these other things. And then we, we run our summer training programs, which um, have looked a little different each year, but basically we focus on a really wide range of technical skills. So we'll do things ranging from app development, like web development, graphic design, 3D printing, like some robotic stuff. And I basically have been creating the curriculum with help of of like a few other people, with help of like some teachers and stuff. But generally I create the curriculum and I kind of, with with a few other people, will teach the program through the summer. So it's kind of like a nine to five like internship or job for the girls because they get paid through the experience and the reason for this is that because we end up targeting a demographic that would otherwise be needing to work 
jobs to support their families. Like they're very low income families, oftentimes single parent households. And so like we provide the opportunity for them to earn for the work that they end up doing, like through the skills that they learn through the program. So it's kind of like a job, but it is like a very hands-on and very educational program. If that kind of makes sense. So uh, what we've done in like previous years with regards to like deliverables have been, we actually like partnered with the public school systems foundation one year and we rebranded, or when I say we, I mean the girls that uh, participated and empowered that year, uh, rebranded like the whole foundation's website and all of their kind of like social media and everything. And it ended up being like super public facing, which I think was very exciting in the sense that what they did became very tangible, like to their own lives and to their own like communities, right? Another year, um, we worked with a bunch of like women owned small businesses in the community and helped them make like prototypes of their product. And so like a lot of those companies were like design companies or clothing companies or, you know, things in kind of like that realm that is like exciting and interesting to young girls. And so like in doing that, they get to see like a really exciting and interesting application of technology, but uh, they also get to like be doing something hands-on and helping a business like reach its own success, right? So these have just been like a couple of examples of real world projects that we try to work on every year. Last year was really interesting with the pandemic. I didn't know what we were going to do, but we ended up doing like completely virtual programming. We reached a wider audience than we ever have before. Like our audience spans several states all the way from California to New York. So, you know, both coasts or whatever. And um, it was really cool. It was really quite awesome to just be able to, it was just really awesome to be able to see such like a wide variety of faces and experiences and a wider age range. And it was a really neat experience. And I think that's what really got me thinking like, what can we really do on like a larger scale? So I guess current moment, I'm trying to spend time deciding like what is the optimal path forward and how can we make like the broadest impact? And Louisville has been a wonderful place in which to like really experiment with Empowered, the wonderful city. Like I think there are a lot of people that, that could and should benefit from this kind of stuff. But I also think that, um, you know, we have a whole, country with a lot of challenges. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great point. I'd love to ask you as well, why you as a woman in STEM, why do you think it's so important for young women to learn about technology and have those skills that you're teaching them through Empowered? Tell me why you feel like that's so important, even in other fields outside of STEM. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think I'll kind of look at what you just said in two different ways. First, I'll talk about like what I see these girls take away from the program. And I think that on a very personal level, the girls develop a sense of self-worth and self-confidence that they had perhaps never encountered before, because a lot of the times they're coming from places wherein like they are constantly told that they can't succeed or they can't move forward. There aren't any pathways like out of the situation that they're in. And when they kind of come into this environment where they're in a group with other people and they're being told and encouraged and they can like firsthand see the output that they produce, it is very confidence building. You kind of see a lot of them come out of their shells and by the end of the program, they have so much more independence than they ever did before. It's, it's really, really cool to see. Like every year I see this transformation, it's amazing. And why this matters is because from that point on, it's not really about the world technology per se. 
it's about them having that autonomy and having that like determination and drive to be able to move forward with any pathway that interests them. Like so many of the girls come in not having any interest in college or not thinking that they could ever like go on to higher education. And we have like now around a 90% like college attendance rate. Um, and not all of them are studying technology. A few of them are, but um, you know, we so, so some of them do go on to study CS or business or like some derivative, but a lot of people end up just like going on to do something that they care about. And that's like what we really care about. But the reason I care about technology specifically and the reason I think everybody should is because it's like a vehicle for the future. And I think that any work that people are passionate about can be enhanced and can be like improved with technology. Technology, I think, leads to scale and leads to impact and um, can kind of like help propagate people's messages and make people's you know, whatever, but whatever someone's story is, is helpful to the world, like through utilizing technology in one way or another, I think that like that message can be shared so much more broadly. And I think that's really important for, for any young woman who like needs to, or wants to find herself and like, and, and just have a, a booming trajectory and, and totally like break the ceiling. So to me, I love STEM and I love science and technology because like I think that these are the most interesting and relevant problems to like solve in the world right now not everyone might feel that way right but that's okay because I think that you know just coupling technology with whatever someone is interested in is just as impactful and just as important so that's kind of I think my goal at the end of the day yeah, definitely. I think that's such a great answer. And I would also love to know if there was something you wish that you could share with young women who are interested in STEM or technology, anything in that world, what would you want to share with them? Do you have any advice for them? You know, I think that this um, is my critical piece of advice that I always like to share. And I think it's challenging. This is easier said than done. But I think the, the most important step to getting started is finding a real role model or a real like adult advocate in your community, someone who you might know personally or someone who you feel that you could reach out to who will help you and show you the ropes to whatever you want to, you know, kind of like find your path in. What I have seen is almost like 100% of the time, um, adults like want to be mentors and adults want to help people who reach out to them. And a lot of times us girls, like when we're young, especially, and if we've never had any exposure, that idea of just like reaching out to a stranger and asking them for advice or asking them to be a role model for us, that's very scary. That feels impossible. But you know what? Like they would love to do that for you and it will help you go so far. And I think that has been like a really critical step for me in my growth, in my development and in building out Empowered, like having adults who really like believe in what I'm doing or, or at least enough to, to, to help me a little bit along the way. Um, that's like the nudge I've always needed to go and do like the self-exploration on my own. Um, but you do need someone there to like coach you through the, the very beginning steps. Right. And so I think that finding a role model is, is absolutely key. Yeah, definitely. I love that advice. And it's also the perfect segue into my next question. So you're talking about having a role model. And I'm interested to know, what's the best advice that you've ever gotten from someone? Are there any maybe words of wisdom that you try to live by? Yeah, this is not going to be a very popular word of wisdom. But this is something that I am working on in my own life right now, which is why I think I'll, I'll share it. And it's something that has is something that I think has been my primary form of growth over the last year. 
I was having a conversation with somebody a few months ago and I told them that I was struggling to feel motivated to do something. Um, or I was telling them like, um, like, let's just take the example of like some, some class. I was telling them I was struggling to feel motivated to study for a class. And this person looked at me and they said, do you think that doing this is going to be beneficial to you in the long run? And do you think you're going to be a better person for having gone through this experience? And I said, yeah, like I do. I, I do think so. Somehow that's not enough to motivate me. And this person said, motivation is not a real thing. It is a made up like construct in people's minds. What really matters is discipline. And if you think that something will make you a better or a happier or a more fulfilled person in the long run, I think that people need to stop thinking about like the idea of being motivated in the moment to do something. And instead, people should be really disciplined about what they care about. And I think that just kind of like putting yourself into action and uh, taking no excuses from yourself and really buckling down and deciding that you want to do something with like everything that you have. That is like the difference between people who end up uh, making something out of ideas and then people who just have the idea. Like it's, a, it's about being a talker versus being a doer, right? And I think that like to be a doer, all you have to do is do. Like I know that sounds a little stupid or, or it sounds like, oh, that, that's so much easier said than done. But in the last few months that I've been implementing this in my own life, I have seen like dramatic changes wherein when I tell myself it's time to do something and I, and I make myself follow through, I'm always happy with the end result. So, so that kind of like went on for a little bit of a tangent. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that discipline is really key when you really care about something and if you don't care about something enough to be disciplined about it you should drop it because that means it is not going to impact your life in the long run and it is a waste of space and a waste of time and you could instead be spending that time and space on something that you really care about i love that answer and it's definitely unique but i really really like that advice and i think it's something important to think about when you're starting a project or something like that so i have one last question for you Lots of young people want to create change. They want to make a difference in the world, but they may just not know where to get started. So do you have any advice for these people? I think the first thing I would say is you need to like look inward and you need to figure out what is like a problem or what is a cause that would make such like a real difference to your own life. And once you kind of determine something that you genuinely like care about, from within and it's not something that like other people are telling you to care about it's not something that um you're expected to do it should be something from within once you determine something like that I think it becomes so much of a of a need like like it's like a driving force that at that point you can't help but like shut up about it and so I think the first step is is this genuinely like finding a real problem that you're best suited to work on um beyond that point I think it's about uh, really not having a fear of rejection. And this is tough. And I think that people really struggle with this. Uh, everyone struggles with this in personal life and in your workplace, like whatever. Everyone has a little bit of a fear of rejection, but minimizing that as much as possible, I think always leads to the best results because so you go up to 10 people to try and help you out with the organization and every single one of them says no. Does that mean that you stop or does that mean that you ask another 10? To me, it will always mean you ask another 10. And at some point, like you do a cost benefit and it seems like it's not going to work out. Okay, it's not going to work out. But I think pushing yourself to like 110% um, is, is really key. I'm like really just 
don't have fear or don't have shame that like people are going to judge you or people are going to talk about you. Like they will. And it doesn't matter because if you get to your end goal, that's all that matters. Right. So I think that's what I would advise young people to, to kind of think about when they want to work on a significant problem. Just just like put your head down and 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 you do your thing. Other people's take on it like doesn't matter if it's not positive, then it shouldn't matter. I really, really like talking with Anjali, and I was like hyped up after our conversation. I think her advice was great about paying more attention to what you like, what you don't like, what motivates you, because when you find the things that you're truly passionate about, that's how you're going to be the most successful, make the biggest impact, and above all, be the happiest you can be. Anjali is doing great work with Empowered, and it's all because she's working on a cause that she loves, and she's working toward a goal that she's really, really passionate about. And, as she said, change comes when you look inward. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can follow Anjali on Instagram at Anj underscore Chada to get connected with her. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.